Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Human eyes cannot really see spiritual truth. Faith comes from hearing, hearing by the Word of God. That's why we teach the Word of God. So God opened the servant's eyes, and he sees this invisible world, unseen angelic armies of God. And because of that, he was no longer afraid. That's what I'm trying to get for you and me, because we're fearful people when things happen. And we can learn that behind our circumstances, oh, hallelujah, God's at work. Where should we devote our attention to? The things that are naturally seen or the things that are not seen. We are to look at the things that cannot be seen. God wants us to focus on the things that are eternal. The more we set our affections on the things that are unseen, the more real they will be in our lives. How can we see things that are unseen? Well, we see them as they are revealed in the Word of God, and we see them by faith. By faith, we turn our focus from the physical and the natural and set our attention on the unseen and eternal spiritual realities. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 13, for our continuing study entitled, The Real Invisible World. The second part of the plan is now to go in the dark and surround the city. Because they know in the dark, nobody can see them. It's coming, isn't it? God doesn't wear bifocals. He doesn't have night glasses from the military. God has no trouble seeing anytime, anywhere, any place, any conditions. God sees when we are in need. He knows Elisha is in need. He could rescue him by moving him instantly. He had done that the day before, but he doesn't. He has another plan. Now, to be honest, Elisha doesn't know about any of these things happening. Can I tell you that life is like that? You and I never know when we're going to get one of these or a phone call or a lab report. We'll never know. God knows. And God, watch me, God's already arranging in the background a solution so there'll be no fear in Elisha. Understand how amazing our God is. So he's going to have something working out and you're going to see it in a moment. So could you write down this this morning? The reason we laughed, you need to understand this principle. Understand it's foolish to try and outsmart God. God, I'm going to do an end around about you. You're not going to do an end around about God. He knows you. Notice 1 Corinthians 3.19. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scripture says, he traps the wise in the snare of their devices. You can't outsmart the all-knowing God. 
And so don't even try. Just be open and honest with him. That's what God wants. He wants you to know who he is and his character. We'll talk about that when we obviously unpack God. Now, watch what happens. Elisha has a servant. And notice verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up that next morning, the the next morning the, the servant of Elisha gets up normally as he does every day, gets a cup of coffee, goes sit out on the front porch, has his iPad, and he's kind of reading the news and catching up on what happens. And all of a sudden, look what happens. And when he went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. What's his reaction? Help! Oh, my Lord, he's going to go in and tell him. They've surrounded the city where Elisha and the servant is. The plan is there. And, and when he looks to the hills, the morning before, the hills are beautiful. The sun's come up. When he looks today, there's troops and horses and chariots everywhere. The whole city was surrounded by the enemy. Now, his first reaction, his first reaction, look at it. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? His first reaction is fear. Now, why is it fear? Because he's looking at which world, visible or invisible? He's looking at the visible, just like you and I would be. What? We're done. We're finished. There's no hope. By physical sight and physical hearing, he's now fearful for his life. And immediately goes tell Elisha what he saw. Basically, he's going to say to Elisha, we're done. We're finished. It's over. Somehow during the night, the enemy discovered where we're at. We're dead. Because they were not only trying to really affect the king, they were trying to kill Elisha because he, they knew what he was doing. Now, look at verse 16. I want you to circle these three words in your Bible. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, Don't be afraid. Don't fear. One of the most common commands from God from Genesis to Revelation. But let's be honest. We're all people that fear often. Some of you have a fear this morning. You could name it for me. Some of you are doing fine. Wait till next week. There's things that we fear. It's just life. So this prophet says, don't be afraid. Now why? Look at his statement. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you see the servant? Oh, I feel better. There's you and me. And we're more than them. Are you nuts? Say, what are you looking at here? Wake up! But what did Elisha see? The invisible. Do you got it? The real invisible world. His servant didn't see it. Didn't make any sense to him at all. So Elisha, first thing he says is, ah, no. He doesn't say that at all. He says, there's no reason to fear. Because there's, there's more with us than what you see surrounding. Now, let's be honest. That doesn't make any sense in the natural. Two people 
Doesn't make any sense in the natural. Against an army? Doesn't make any, absolutely no sense. By the way, been to Israel many times. Many of the wars that Israel fought, these kind of things happened in the war over and over and over again. Angels came. And people are getting ready to defeat little teeny Israel, all the surrounding nations. It's documented. They don't understand it. They, they just know a God. They don't believe it like we believe. But many times the enemy would come and they would leave instantly. The people were basically done. They had a few tanks left. It's over with. And they said to them later, why, later on, years later, why did you leave? Well, the army that was there with you. And it was like three or four tanks. It's just over. See, same principle. God shows up in the invisible. We don't even know. They don't know. They saw it. So in this particular case, watch what happens. And this next verse is what I'm praying for you and for me during this series. Every one of us. Look what Elijah, and he does this. He prays. And verse 17, and Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Now, what kind of eyes are we talking about? Invisible eyes. Open his spiritual eyes. Then the Lord answered the prayer. Then the Lord opened his servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire, angels, all around Elisha. Now, when he saw that, what do you think he said? I'm sticking with you, Elisha, baby. I'm sticking with you right there. Because he saw why Elisha wasn't afraid. Now, Elisha knew God's invisible army was more powerful than any visible army. You and I need to know the same. We'll sing it again at the end. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always, always, always by my side. You see... Elisha was not looking through his natural, visible eyes. He was looking through the invisible eyes of faith. We are to see life through eyes of faith. We live by faith, not by sight. Of course, when we're driving home today, we use natural sight. But in the spiritual realm, we're men and women of faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when we sing this song, you have to believe that God will come through. Faith reveals that God is doing more for us than we could ever realize through physical sight. See, all that was happening. Those angels that had surrounded Elisha came instantly from heaven. Boop, dumb, there. And you might look and go, that's impossible. Well, of course it is. It's supernatural. So human eyes cannot really see spiritual truth. Faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why we teach the word of God. So God opened the servant's eyes and he sees this invisible world, unseen angelic armies of God. And because of that, he was no longer afraid. That's what I'm trying to get for you and me because we're fearful people when things happen. And we can learn that behind our circumstances, oh, hallelujah, God's at work. God's at work. He's faithful. You'll sing it. Now, not going through all the rest of the verses, I'll give you a little summary of what happens. More amazing miracles. Elisha says to God, okay, here, God, please temporarily blind this Syrian army. So God instantly takes the army that's getting ready to attack, and he blinds them. Can you imagine them going, hey, and the whole army, how, how good is a blind army? Not too good. 
And so he actually leads them to the king. A blind, like a little child. They're all blind. And God supernaturally does it, and, and they go to the, to the king. And, and then Eli, the king kind of wants to kill him. I mean, he's got the enemy army there. And Elisha says, no, God says, if you'll be kind to them, which is an unusual thing here, and feed them and send them home, they won't hardly ever attack again. And that's exactly what the king does. He feeds them, God opens their eyes, and they go back to Israel and stop their raids on Israel. Now, what you just saw in that whole story was a physical war, literally, armies, but a spiritual battle. We're in one world, physical, spiritual, visible, invisible. Let me show you what the real world looks like. Here it is. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. In in the Middle East, we're fighting against ISIS and Syria and killing all their people. Of course, that's it. Behind all of that, again, who is behind all of that? Satan is behind it. So even though it is a physical war, what kind of a war really is it? It's a spiritual war. That's what all this stuff is about. That It's about the nation of Israel and God. That's why when Jesus comes back, he will destroy all of that. So understand, when we get through this, it's so powerful to understand where we're living. We, we've never seen things like this. The kind of world we live in today with Ebola and all this stuff, who wants to fly tomorrow morning? I mean, nobody's making fun of that anymore. Nobody's making fun of that. We live in a very different world. All kinds of hurricanes and stuff coming, all kinds of uh, storms overseas. I mean, stuff that we've never seen before in our whole life. I mean, who in the world? And, you know, we're bombing with airplanes. ISIS just keeps on going. You see, if you want to be at peace and you think we're in control, not a chance. God's in control. So it's really a spiritual warfare. Watch what happens. And all these things that I'm going to read now are demons, kind of pictures of demons. Watch this. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. It's not humans, but against evil rulers, demons, evil rulers and authorities of the what kind of world? What kind of world? Tell me. Tell me. Some of you out there right now are saying, this is foolishness. That's because Satan has blinded your eyes to the truth. This is the real world. It's unseen. Don't make fun of it. It's real. Against the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. God is always light. Satan is always dark. And against evil spirits in heavenly places. See, Satan's the ruler of the world as far as the air. So what you begin to see there, you need to write this. Life is not a playground. It's a battlefield. And what is it a battle about? It's your eternal soul. See, this whole fight is not about our world. This whole fight's about every single person who was born in the image of God. And when you were born, you were born in a physical world, but there's a spiritual part of you. The real you. And in our world, we have two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. At the end of our world, we have two destinations, heaven and hell. So when you're born in a sin nature, you have to do something about your sin. And you can't be good enough. You can't go to church. You have to have your sins forgiven. And that's why God supernaturally sent Jesus to live here and die for your sin. If you don't take care of your sin then you will die as you are. 
physically fine, but you're dying every day. And spiritually, you will remain dead. Spiritual death simply means separation from God forever. So at the end of our service, every service, we give people a chance to say, wow, I need to accept Jesus Christ. And how do I do that? Well, you ask God to come into your heart. You, you repent of your sins. You're sorry for them. And you accept him by, by faith. And he comes to live inside you. And he does, as the scripture says, as Jesus said, you're born again. And you enter the kingdom of God. But see, that battle for the whole world isn't about countries and nations. It's really about you. In the first service this morning, a young guy came up, sharp-looking guy. He said, finally, the fog is gone. I understand what I need to do, and I'm ready to become a Christian. Exactly. I can't do that. I can't do that. But see, that's what you're praying for. God, open our eyes for believers and unbelievers. It's powerful. Now, understand, we'll talk about Satan. How in the world he got here, all those things happen. Let me just talk to you this morning. Maybe there's a circumstance in your life, like the servant of Elijah. Elisha looks up and goes, this is hopeless. Maybe there's a situation here in Melbourne or Vieira, Sebastian online, and it's hopeless. You're fearful. Ram, may I remind you from this story that God sees your needs and God loves you and he'll come to the rescue? Look at his promise. I want to show you this promise. Now, this promise is only to Christians. This promise is not to an unbeliever. All you have to do is become a Christian today. It's not about a church. It's about a personal relationship with God. Look at this promise. Write it down and, and look it up later. It's so powerful. Watch this. The angel of Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps, sets up tent around those who fear him. And he, he delivers them. If you're fearful this morning, there's an army of angels. God's sending to you to remind you that he's faithful. He'll get you through it. Don't be fearful this morning. You have God on your side. It's such a powerful, reassuring thing. See, we're going to learn in this series not to live in fear, but in shalom, peace. You know, we have a God who's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's our defense. He will come and stand against the enemy. Elisha and his servant, not a chance except with God. In this series, you're going to learn a couple things. And I want you to see this one truth and write it down this morning. First John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. Again, not for unbelievers yet, not for backsliders, but for Christians. You belong to God, my dear children. We're children of God. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you, God, is greater than the spirit who lives in the world, Satan. God is always greater than Satan. You'll learn next week, many people think the battle is between God and Satan and it's a pretty even match. No, Satan's a created being. Just like you and me. He has no power like God at all. So don't worry about that. God is greater and Christ's followers can live in victory and not fear. God is simply greater. And I'm praying that God will open your eyes, my eyes, unbelievers' eyes to this real invisible world of God's army. 
I know he's going to allow us to see amazing spiritual truth as we kind of pull back the curtain into this visible world. It's not weird. It's all going to be based on the word of God. And I believe this will begin to change our perspective of life. You, you see, when Elijah didn't panic, that's because he was looking through eyes of faith. I know in the end where I'm going. I don't know how I'm getting there. I don't know how long I'll live. Yesterday, 71 years old, baby. <laughs> Hallelujah. And this is my last sermon. I don't... Some of you wish, you're going, praise God. God will get you. He's greater. Nothing hidden. Nothing hidden. But I know this. I live in fear too, just like you. All kind of things we do, don't we? But I need to go back and look at a different perspective. I know in the end I win. Getting there, I win. Because I have the peace of God that passes human understanding. I'm just like you. Exactly like you. Maybe shorter, but exactly like you. (laughs) Quit laughing. All right, here we go. So what I want you to leave today is with hope and assurance. Not because of me, but because of God. I'm praying that God will open our eyes. See, no matter what we're facing, no matter if we're outnumbered, no matter if Satan is trying to defeat us, I want you to write down one truth this morning before we pray and leave. Here it is. God is always a majority. When I was a younger pastor, I would write this. One plus God is a majority. I kind of learned that's stupid. God is a majority. He doesn't need me, to be honest. Do you get it? He's the majority. Doesn't matter what you're facing. God's the majority. Overruled. Done. Finished. Done. In the power of God. Now, I want us to read this song and read it like you understand it now. Because you do from the teaching. Here we go. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is... Is is how often? Always where? Right by your side. Do you understand what you just read? See, he goes before me. The steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered of the Lord. He's covering the back because the enemy likes to come in the back way. He's at my side. He's over me this morning. And by the way, he's got somebody under his feet today. It's Satan. Hallelujah. And so I'm free. I have peace. Some of you don't have peace. You're trying to do this alone. You're in his camp. You're in his kingdom. The only way to get out is to take your feet this morning at the end of the service after we sing. And if you'll come and say, Pastor Mark, I want to be a Christian. I want somebody to show me. We'll give you a Bible. We'll pray with you. You'll instantly be changed by God. Supernatural. You won't see it physically but it happens invisibly. If you confess and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And you can join us and allow that to happen. So don't walk out the door. Walk right up front at the end. I'll be over here. And just like other people have done these services, and let God change your life. Pastor Mark warned us in today's message that life is not a playground, but a battlefield. Are you ready for the battle? We need to remember that God is greater than any force that can come against us. We should not live a life in fear, but in victory. God is always a majority. And if we're His children and He lives within us, we have His Spirit. We just need to walk with the spiritual eyes that He has given us. 
You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure to tune in next time as Pastor Mark continues this series on the invisible world. It's a very real world that has eternal consequences. Scripture tells us that we're to be very aware of this world, and as Christ followers, we should always be aware of the battles for our soul. Satan will continue to fight for us, but as Christ followers, we have the light of God living within us, and Satan cannot live where God's light shines. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for this